Welcome to VR Verdict Podcast, episode 133, our weekly podcast about everything VR. I am PJ, and joining me is... Marcus Maximus Mara. That Cygnus is a heck of a name. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Thank so, you. So, thanks for coming and chatting. We're going to be talking about a lot of things, but mainly Colossal Cave coming out to many Colossal platforms. Colossal Cave! Ah. Yeah. For those of you not familiar with, um, you know, it's a reimagining of an old title from Sierra. I'm just kind of curious. Let's start maybe with no, the history. No, you're wrong, PJ. Am I? You're wrong. Oh, yeah. no. You don't got it right. Oh. So it's basically a 50-year-old <laughs> text adventure uh, created by Don Woods and Will Crowther. It was uh, built to run on a PDP-10, which is those big mainframes. So you needed one of those uh, teletypes, you know, like those uh, typewriters and, you know, there was no monitor or anything like that. You would type in the, uh, the, the, the input and the teletype would print it out, the responses and stuff. Oh, so wow. the game was an original text adventure. It was before Zork, before all that Infocom. Um, it was the game that inspired Roberta Williams to create games. So what happened was... Ken was doing some work. Uh, I believe it was like financial company or medical company of some sort. And he brought home the teletype and connected it to a telephone because it had like a big, you know, those big cups, you know, like uh, the old school <laughs> telephones. And you'd stick yep. it in, look like suction cups and you'd stick it on there. <laughs> and it was an old school modem and he would dial into the PDP-10. And uh, there was a game on the mainframe called Adventure, which is a Colossal Cave. And I uh, showed it to Roberta and she started playing it and she was like, wow, this is fun. And she got really hooked on it. And then I believe uh, shortly after that, like maybe like a week or two, they bought an Apple II and bought the game on disc. And, and Roberta played it, you know, continuously until she beat it, like in a short time afterwards. And she really loved it and uh, was uh, wanting more, but there was nothing that existed. There was no... Um, no other games uh, around. So uh, she took Ken out to dinner one day um, with an idea for a murder mystery game called Mystery House. So here she is in a, in, a, in a restaurant explaining about a murder and knives and blood and <laughs> this, and we're gonna do this game. And the people sitting around them are like, who the hell are these people? And like, that's some weirdos. <laughs> uh, but in the end, she convinced him to, you know, stop working on his Fortran compiler which was what he wanted to make and to make her a game and that, that game was mystery house and it uh basically was a huge success right off the bat they were selling tons of copies and uh before you know it they're they moved out to uh oakhurst where where i am right now actually visiting the old sierra um offices and uh uh, originally, it was called Online Systems. That was the original name of the company. That was Ken's company. But uh, they didn't have the trademark for it. So then uh, they went and took inspiration from Yosemite and the Half Dome and called the company Sierra Online, which is a very, very world-famous uh, company that they eventually sold. So, you know, uh, it's said that I'm the guy that helped pull them out of retirement. And I guess that's... True. I mean, it probably would have happened anyway, but 
you know, I was the first artist to talk to Ken and, um, you know, and here we are now we had today was a day of the devs, um, uh, showcasing some gameplay and, uh, nice. showing, uh, that we're, we're now going to be, we originally announced on, um, the PC and Linux and the Mac. And then we added, uh, the Nintendo switch, uh, which nice. you can wishlist now, uh, <laughs> Epic. And today we announced PlayStation 5 and Xbox XS. Um, nice. So, yeah, go and wish list those. And um, we're coming soon. So I'm really curious. You, you started out with flat screen in mind. How did you guys come up with, you know, bringing it to the Quest 2 and, and VR? Oh, wow. That's uh, my fault again. Um, <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, I don't know how far back you want to go, but uh, uh, I'll try to keep it brief because uh, it's a big story. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, I'm, I'm a jeweler. That's my my trade, and that's what I was doing prior to all this is uh, jewelry and fashion. And uh, I collaborated with a tattoo artist, a very famous tattoo artist named Paul Booth, does a lot of dark art kind of stuff, uh, black ink. And while working with him, um, you know, I was teaching him a ZBrush and Rhino and these different 3D packages. He introduced me to, he had just bought uh, the uh, Rift. It just had, it had just come out, like literally just came out. And he showed it to me and we were doing like 3D sculpt inside using Medium, I think it was called. I, I forgot the name of it, but like basically sculpting in 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 vr and playing games we were playing he's showing me different demo or basically tech demo games and that stuck with me um and then i went on to teach uh, uh in trenton new jersey underprivileged kids and homeless uh art and 3d modeling and uh they had gotten uh for me a rift to uh, show the kids how to use it um so i had one i had a rift finally uh, this is over a couple of years span. This wasn't like a short period of time. We're talking like, I believe I did the jewelry in 2015 or when did, when did the, the Rift come out? Around that time? 2016-ish, yeah, right. right 2016, somewhere around there. Um, and then uh, I got the Rift around 2018, I'm going to say I got it. Um, and then I'm, so then what happened was um, I got divorced moved back to my parents' house and got very nostalgic because of being in my old room, started <laughs> thinking about video games for whatever reason. Um, you know, I'm not a game developer prior to this and I didn't really do much in gaming, but for some reason I started thinking about Commodore 64s. Are you familiar with that PJ, that computer, Commodore? I, I'm right after that. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Couple. So <laughs> yeah. So I went out and I, I, I went on Facebook marketplace and, you know, saw one, bought it, you know, I take it home and it's, you know, it's missing the power supply. So of course I go oh. and buy another <laughs> one before you know it. I got like a thousand games and like every system you can imagine. And it, you know, it's like a, it's a rabbit hole. You just start getting into <laughs> it and you really, you know, you start to really love it. So one day I found King's quest for sale, like the original one. And, uh, I contacted the lady and, um, you know, I, I picked it up and it was like a 250 mile drive to go get it. And wow. I get it. I, I bring it home. I, I show it on Facebook and then a famous collector messages me. Oh, you got something I really want. So, uh, well, I'm not selling it to you. So I contacted a local vintage 
Federation of Computers. And I said, hey, Jeff, he was the vice president. And I go, um, you know, I just found these two really rare games, King's Quest and Adventures in Serenium. And, uh, you know, you guys are always showing the computers. Why don't I make a, um, you know, presentation about Sierra Online and these two games? He's like, wow, great idea, Marcus. Oh, by the way, Ken Williams, the programmer, he's going to be also presenting. And I'm like, wow. So from that, I got to meet Ken. And we had wow. to work, I, you know, and then what happened was basically I got to work with him on the game about a month afterwards. I'm trying to get to the point where you were asking me about how to become a star. Oh, that's, um, take your time. It's interesting. Take my time? Okay, because it's, it's quite <laughs> yeah. a story. Yeah. So um, I go, I, you know, I freak out. I go back to that collector that messaged me and I go, oh, my God, I got to go to this presentation. And, you know, I want to sound smart about it. You know, I'm, I know Sierra, but I don't know everything like, you know, like LGR or pushing up roses. I don't know it that well. And he goes, well, I know Ken Williams. I'm like, what? <laughs> so here we go. Like a couple of like coincidences happening. You know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. destiny kind of things. And I go, well, uh, that, that's really cool. He's like, do you want me to introduce you? I'm like, please do. <laughs> so um, maybe like a few hours later, I get a message. Hey, I'm Ken Williams. And I heard you going to give a presentation. I'm like, whoa, hi, you know, uh, nice to meet you. Um, you know, I really want to do really well on this presentation. You know, can you give me some insight on why these games exist? Why does King's Quest and... Adventures Serenia exists. He goes, well, it just so happens I just wrote a book and I'm about to launch it. Why don't I send you a preview copy? I'm nice. like, what? Sure. Sends me the book <laughs> and I read the chapters. Um, and the, present the, the presentation was like two weeks later, right? So I go and I almost missed the presentation, by the way. And that's a whole other story. So I'm not going to get into that. But I, all I almost missed the presentation. Um, so I arrived to give the presentation, like literally like unprepared, just maybe read that one chapter that I needed, um, give the presentation and I'm kind of like, ah, I didn't do so good. I started a little bit, but uh, you know, it was like a one shot live thing, you know, like, you know, you only get one shot, you're in front of a thousand people, you got to do it right. And so I did the best I could and, and people were complimenting They're like, oh, that was a good job, Marcus. Uh, you did really well. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And Ken was like, Hey, that was better than my presentation. Uh, and I'm like, wow, stop gassing me, but okay, I'll take it. <laughs> so I stayed in touch with him and, you know, he periodically respond and, you know, I didn't want to really bother him, but like, you know, hey, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes he replies and doing, and it took me about, so that was like, uh, um, end of October. When was the show of 2020, 2020. And, um, so by December, I finished reading the book. And so I messaged him and go, Hey, Ken, I just finished reading your book. He goes, what'd you think? You go, wouldn't it be great if you made a comeback like Steve Jobs did at <laughs> Apple and bring Sierra online back to the heights that it was and beyond? And he starts grinning and laughing and he's like, you know, I'm working on something. And I go, well, I, just, you know, I know you don't know this, but it just so happens that I'm a 3D modeler because when I make my jewelry, I use like ZBrush and Grino and I can make assets for you if you need any help. He goes, oh, I didn't know you're an artist. I need an artist. He's like, I want to do this like educational game. I'm like, all right, that sounds fun. And then, uh, 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 you know, like, like a day later, right, he gets back to me and he's like, hey, Marcus, I was talking to Roberta. You ever hear of Colossal Cave? 
And, you know, I got to be honest with you, it, you know, it didn't really stick out to me right away. Like, I didn't really. But once he started talking about Zizzy and started talking about you standing at the end of the road, then it all clicked. And I'm like, oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, Roberta thinks that we should probably do that game instead. And I'm like, wow, that's that's cool. All right, he goes, but you got to stay quiet. Don't tell anybody you're working with us. You know, don't tell anybody you're working with me. And I'm like, oh, okay. He goes, I may pull the rug on it. I'm not really sure if this is going to work out or I might do it under a pseudonym. So um, you got to imagine here I am working with Ken and Roberta Williams and I can't say a darn thing. So yeah, I start like... <laughs> Yeah, it was crazy. So I, I started to like, you know, you know, unfollow everybody, get out of groups, you know, because I knew I'm going to nope. spill the beans somewhere. Um, you know, I was bugging out. So um, it, it, and I knew I had to like be full on 24 hours, seven days a week. I said, there's no way I'm letting this. If the ball is in your hand, don't drop it. Right. So whatever yeah. I had to do, whatever he asked me, if I didn't know. And by the way, I never made a game of my life. Right. Never made the, these assets <laughs> like this before. So here I am having to learn how to optimize, make terrain, make this, make that, uh, you know, unwrap UV, unwrap a character. I mean, all these stuff that I never had to do before. Um, and I'm learning it like at a very high rate of speed because it's like I'm with the two of the top people in gaming history. Right. Like unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, and my first opportunity, like my first job in gaming here, work with the two, the king and queen of <laughs> adventure games. And OK. So, uh, so for a while we're working right and we're building out this prototype and it's, you know, a 3d, you know, flat screen game. And, uh, one day he goes to me, he goes, Hey Marcus, do you think that, um, kids today are going to play this game? And I go, you know, you will get some kids that will play this game. That's for sure. You definitely got the Sierra online fans. You're going to, we're going to have all them wanting to play the game. But I said, if this game was uh, made today and, you know, if Sierra was here today making this game, Sierra Online was here today making this game, this game 100% would be in VR. And it was like a light bulb went off in his head. Ding. <laughs> and he's like, wow, you know, you, you know, you're right. That's, you know, you know, like, I don't know if you said that exact words, maybe I'm ad-libbing, but next thing you know, he's asking me to find a programmer to help us. And, um, you know, uh, we, we, and then we finished the prototype. So he goes, go ahead and announce to everybody you're, you're working with me. So I go on Twitter and I'm like, uh, so this is six months later, you know, after asking me those questions, blah, blah, blah. He's like, um, go, Hey everybody, guess what I'm doing? I'm working with Ken and Roberta Williams from Sierra line, making a new game. I mean, take a guess the reaction I got. I can about imagine. <laughs> Give me one guess. What what kind of reaction do you think I got? I would assume fans aside, like companies, like, hey, what are you making it on? What's it for? You know, type of thing. And then fans. How about just... you're full of crap? You're net. You're, oh. you're you're lying. <laughs> Who the heck are you? You're this jeweler. You never made a game. You like Ken and on a yacht, living their life. They said they're never making a game. No, you're you're full of it. And uh, somebody contacted uh, Ken, and then he was like, no, it's true. Marcus is telling the truth. He's working with me. And they all came back like, ooh, we're so sorry. Oh. And I'm like, all right, that's how, right. How long from when they're like, you're full of crap, to like, oh, we apologize? How long was that window? It was like maybe an hour, two hours. Oh, I was going to say, if that was like a week, I mean, how long a week would that have been? How long was no, that hour? It went, it went pretty quick. It, went, it, was, pretty it was pretty fast. 
but uh you know it, 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 the news hit pretty big actually like you know i think pc gamer and all the majors started talking about it and um all of a sudden i'm like getting flooded with messages on my linkedin and on my facebook <laughs> and uh, one guy in particular was like hey uh remember me i'm brian danola I'm the guy that taught you 3D modeling back in 2003. And I'm like, well, of course I remember you, Brian. How you doing? <laughs> he goes, I just left uh, Autodesk and I'm working at Unity. I go, mm. you're working at Unity? I was like, we're using Unity as an engine to develop the game. I go, do me a favor. I know you just got this job like a week ago, but go to your boss right now and tell him you know the guy working with Ken and Roberta Williams and making a new game. So he did that, and before you know it, we're in like a, a Zoom meeting, right? <laughs> the first Zoom meeting, we literally had like 12 people from Unity on that call. And, oh. you know, they gave us like full support, and that's when Roberto really started to get pulled in. You know, like during that whole time I'm working with Ken, it was really just Ken and I, and every once in a while, Roberta would stick her, you know, head in and like, oh, what are you guys doing? And give a little bit of comments. And I'll never forget one time Ken was like, listen, Roberta, you're either all in or you're not. I'll never <laughs> forget that moment. That was pretty funny. You know, it's just like, oh, all right, well, you just keep working on it, you know. So for a while, she really didn't want to do it. But like I knew, like, just kept on sending her emails and like asking her opinion. I was like, there's no way. She's not going to want to do this. Like, I can't imagine. I just, I just believed in my heart. Like, I just, I just felt like that it was, and I also knew that eventually that will be a full team. I was like, there's, there's no way I'm going to be able to handle making all the character art, making all the environment, make all the assets, you know, do everything, 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 everything by myself. Like, I was just like, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, and all my predictions came true. And um, here, here we are with uh you know if you count everybody we've got a, like close to 40 people working on this game um yeah. you know we start off just canonized now 40 people if you count unity the people helping us in unity we're up to like 60 people working on the game um Jeez. yeah and uh, it's a really amazing vr immersiveness and um you know a lot of people think it's a vr only game but uh it's really not it's like you know the vr is kind of our hook to get you in like, Oh, you know, get the kids in to play the game. But believe it or not, a lot of, a lot of the people love the PC version of the game a lot too. Like we had a long line at pack West. We had people playing it on the switch and each version of the game feels totally different, even though it's the same graphics, same game, but to play the game on PC versus the switch versus in VR, it's like three different experiences. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can imagine that because, I mean, it's just different <clears throat> inputs and just the feel of it. Even like you said, it's the same game, but. Uh, Feels man, that's, totally that's, different in VR. <laughs> that's one of the craziest stories I've heard. Um, going from, like you said, jewelry to now we're working on Colossal K with a big team. Like that's. There's a, there's wow. a lot of onion. There's a, there's a <laughs> lot of things to peel away. I like, can keep going and going and going. I mean, it's a lot. Um, I mean, I've told people, some of these uh, interviewers, the story, and, and, and the guy goes, Marcus, that's unbelievable. I'm like, no, no, it's true. He goes, he goes, no, you don't understand. I, this is like the, one of the most incredible stories I've ever heard. 
yeah. I'm like, come on, man, I'm telling the truth. He's like, I, I mean, it's like, it's like, I can't believe it. <laughs> you, you already had me in, no one knows this yet because at the start you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm in a car right now, stealing Starbucks Wi-Fi, talking to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like, literally doing that right now. It can't get any crazier than that. And there you went. So <laughs> <laughs> in Hulk, wait, wait, I'm in Oakhurst, California. Next to the Sierra Online, the old building, the 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 red building that they had, and the the print shop that they, the very first office they ever had. I'm like literally right in the middle at a Starbucks, like talking to you, wearing a mohawk <laughs> in a red outfit with a pig nose on. <laughs> Not even joking. Yeah, like you said, there's an onion. <laughs> there's a, a big onion here. <laughs> lots of layers, lots and lots. That's awesome. And I only know that because you like, you know, a lot of people hit something and you're like, oh, the car window. And I'm like, car window? Yeah, yeah it's a car window, right? It's a car window. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, that that is insane. That is, like you said, there's some fate in there mixed in with all that coincidence and timing. Um, I, it's, it has to be destiny. I just, I just, yeah. it's the only way to explain it. Like everything, any one thing that didn't happen, I wouldn't be here right now. The game wouldn't, maybe the game would be here. Like, I don't want to say it wouldn't be here because I do believe they would have done it without me anyway. I think that would have happened, but I just happened to be at the right time, the right place with the right set of skills. You know, I'm also a very good talker. I'm a very good artist and you know, I'm also a very good businessman. That's a, that's something that you're all going to find out soon. Like what a, <laughs> what a really good business development guy I am. And, uh, to combine all those three things is like, you know, I think pretty rare. Yeah. Um, so going forward with the game Colossal Cave, like, so you already said it's the same on every platform. So what, what, um, style of game is it? And what can P players expect from it? Same in, well, uh, the PC, PS5, and the Xbox version will have enhanced graphics because, you know, obviously, as you know, like, I'm looking at your table over here, it's blurry. <laughs> Why is it so blurry? Blurry because it has to be very low polygon, right, and very mm -hmm. low resolution in order to function in the Quest because we're basically running on mobile uh, processors here, right? It's a yep. Snapdragon processor. So, um, you know... We did things a little backwards, in all honesty. Like, we built things... Usually, you build a game high-res first, you know, high-level first, and then you you build... You port to a lower version. We did it the other way around. Um, whether that was the right way to go or not, I guess it is in the way that we're... we're here we are with a game that works on a Quest, works yep. on a Switch, um, and now we have the high-res version getting worked on, and we'll have it on PS5 and Xbox and uh, 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 PC. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I forgot your question. I was curious, what, what can players expect? Like, what kind of game is it? Is it just like a dialogue-heavy adventure game, or what, what, what are the mechanics? And It's the original 50-year-old game text adventure brought into VR and 3D. So it has almost all the original dialogue. And it's not really a dialogue. There's no, there's no like, you know, it's not like Monkey Island where you have LeChuck and you have like, you know, Treepwood talking to each other, Guybrush, and you have these dialogue trees. None of that. It is the classic puzzle solving, 
we have one of these really awesome narrators uh, that like, you know, as you're looking around and you're looking at things, it's giving you this story. And uh, I'll never forget, like when I'm working with uh, Roberta in the very beginning, um, I took a lot of inspiration from Skyrim and from Oblivion and from all the games that I played. And, um, you know, those games had music playing constantly, right? Like when you walk into mm-hmm. the forest, you got music, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so, you know, I was going that same direction. And she's like, no, 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 Marcus. Do they really still do that? I go, yeah, it's like pretty common. She goes, I don't want to do that. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> She goes, I just want to do like, like immersive sound effects. Like, you know, you really feel like you're in the forest. I said, oh, okay. And at first I was a little bit like, hmm, you know, not sure about it. And then once we did it, I'm like, whoa, she's right. This is so much better. Um, you know, another thing she did was um, she created a one mouse. This game is playable with one hand. You don't need... You don't need to do the WSD. You literally just play with a mouse with uh, the the two buttons in the middle middle mouse button. And I was like, well, that's that's weird. Like, why are you changing that? Why don't you just do the WSD? And she's no, Marcus. You know, I really want it to be like, you know, one one mouse control where you can just sit back and relax and play the game in a relaxed manner. And at first I was like, I hated it. I was like, oh, this is terrible. (laughs) But then as she was correcting it, you know, and this is what the one thing I really learned about her was, um, you know, as she was developing it or inventing it, she was literally inventing it. um, I started to love it. I'm like, oh, no, this is the way I I don't even go back to playing at the WSD. I just play with the the one mouse because like she said, it's relaxed and you just play it one handed. Um, So that's another thing brilliant thing that i saw her do and you know um her graphical direction her storytelling you know um this has you know like i said the original uh text but it, it has her touches in it her art direction her uh, explanation filling in the gaps of things where you know this fifth old game again didn't really was never was nothing before it right so mm-hmm. it is like really amazing that it's such a great game at a, such an early stage of you know game development back in 1975 um and she just kind of filled in some of the blanks or some of the things to add her flavor to it and created this really uh interesting uh narrative of the story that doesn't really you know doesn't exist in the game but makes sense when you play You're like oh, oh okay she was doing here so though to spend five hours talking to her about design on a regular basis per day it's just an awesome experience i bet that sounds pretty neat and like you said it's all the original text and you guys are putting it to 3d graphics and all that like i like there's all these graphics like all these graphics don't exist anymore it's totally different already like we have (laughs) so many people working on it now like these are outdated graphics already so like whatever you're seeing like uh, we use this thing called plastic by uh, unity it's kind of like a github it's kind of our um you know uh, version control yep. and you know you would see like again we have like almost 40 people working so you just see this timeline <laughs> like one minute like i'm like at number 300 and then they're like a thousand they move so fast like <laughs> you know uploading characters and changing art and adding uh, functionality and and just sound effects and and just 
<laughs> so like this is already outdated you know a lot of this stuff we changed and um uh i think the players are going to really i i I've, i have a really good feeling that and the reason why i say it is because i'm the guy that's been going to every single show so i was at uh gdc i was at pax east i was at um pax west i was at gamescom in germany and i went into the retro uh retro retro game com in syracuse and that one in particular was really cool because it had we had a line of like you know kids like 8 to 13 and this is the target demographic that ken and roberta really love to cater to you know 8 to 13 like these young kids and they loved the game they were like that's awesome it, that that was really amazing to see how much they're how much they were really enjoying playing it, especially in the vr the vr is the I nailed it with that. That was like the hook that that really gets the kids' hearts, right? And then hardly any of them get nauseous. Like all the all the old fogies are like, uh, uh. I'm like, ah, oh, it's because you're too old. You know, give it to the young kids. They love that crap. You know, they go in there like, Woo! you know, like they're having fun. Uh, so uh, that was a really good sign. But also, like when we were at PAX West, the PC line was really long. People loving the PC version. Um, so that gives me a lot of confidence that this game is going to do really well. That's, that's, I'm glad to hear that because uh, yeah, like you mentioned, like no one knew that it was coming to all these platforms, it seemed. And I was one of them. I just thought it was coming to Quest and VR and I was super excited because, you know, the immersive storytelling and, you know, like she's, like you said, she's like, don't put constant music in there and all that. Um, cause that'll like in VR, that would, you know mess with the immersion and stuff so i'm i'm so pumped to see how this goes in vr you're gonna love it i make sure that you're gonna be able to play test it soon and oh, have a great time sweet. you're gonna really love it it's i don't know like in terms of quest games this is probably one of the biggest quest games out there right now it's that big we put the colossal into the cave you know it's, it's big <laughs> that's good to hear because that's that's not the norm right now unfortunately for VR titles, so I'm glad to hear that. Because and we're no mercy. This game is not easy. We are not hand holding hands. We're not making any kind of like little markers go this way. Or, oh my god, you, you are know. click checking checking every box that just is making me more excited. Because I'm old school. I love you know. I have to figure it out. I'm just not being like uh, like if Wookie was here, he'd say like how GTA gives you the pinpoint like the. Um, we're not doing any word, of that no mercy yeah, that's full awesome. immersion just... music that it's huge game i remember when ken's like oh we're gonna make this little game it's called colossal cave he's like it's a small <laughs> game shouldn't take too long you know we should be done in six months it's two years later and uh I, i'll never forget telling him, i'm like ken you know when was the last time you played this game because i was playing the text adventure He's like, well, I don't really, I didn't really play the game. It was Roberta that played. I go, Ken, this game is huge. <laughs> I just want you to know <laughs> that this game is humongous. <laughs> I was like, it's not really a small game. <laughs> you don't have to answer, but do, is there like a, do you know like an average playtime, what that might be or not really? Is we just kind of... had the conversation about it. So we have speedrunners. 
Yeah. And the speedrunners, knowing all the puzzles and knowing everything, can finish the game in three hours. Speedrunning. Top yep. speed, running through it. But if you don't know the puzzles and you never played this game before, this game is going to take you minimum 10 to 20 hours. That's awesome. Yeah. I, and again, to your point where you're like, these graphics are out day, like, the video I'm watching right now looks really good. So I'm even more excited to hear that. Like, I mean, when you walk like you into said, that dragon build... statue, when you walk yeah. into that dragon <laughs> statue and you look up in VR, you're just like, oh man, you really feel <laughs> like you're in this magical cave. Like it just feels so enormous. It starts off like very realistic and like, um, you know, like the beginning part's kind of like a cobble crawl and like, cause we're following the game, like exactly how it, but once you go down that, that misty staircase, it's like you went down uh, Alice's rabbit hole into like this fantasy world where it just really starts to open up and um, uh, becomes really fant fantastical. That's awesome. I'm really glad to hear that Ken, you know, you just said, hey, you know what would be good? VR. And he's like, yeah. Instead of like, no, no way, like, what the hell is VR? No thanks type of thing. Like, because, you no, know, he showed a me a of... photograph from 1996 of him wearing a VR headset in 1996. And nice. in there, he's like <laughs> asking, like, you know, is Sierra going to work on VR games in the future? And he's like, you know, maybe one day, but not right now because it's not ready. Well, clearly it's ready now and here we are and i mean if sierra was here today this is the kind of game they would make i mean this is this is and another thing is like so we we have like uh, melissa brown from meta ted you know we have all these different really high level people they're really pushing for us to make it super interactive like where you pick up the bottle with your hand and you hold it and you do this and roberta was nice. very adamant of it not being that she says, oh. I want it to be a point and click adventure inside VR. And that's what we did. And, you know, at first I was against it too. Like, I'm like, hold the birdcage. I want to do this. And in reality, the point and click was actually really fun. And, and for the kids too. The kids, it made it easier for the kids too. And they really liked the point and click action of it. And that part was really shocking to me that the, that kind of interface in VR, which I don't think anybody's ever really done. Um, is working so well and is really well received. Hmm. Yeah, I'm be interested to check that out because my initial instinct, like that, doesn't work in VR. That's not what VR is for. <laughs> but I'm glad to hear otherwise. And like, yeah, interesting. Yeah, no, I, me too. Like, I was like, <laughs> no, you got to hold the bottle and you got to be able to, like, you know, fight the dwarves with the axe, you know. And they're like, no, you're gonna make this like classic point and click adventure. We even have the old school looking Sierra icons in the VR nice. and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I really loved how the kids loved it. That, that was really cool. Cause you could play it like relax. You see like when you do it and you're having yeah. like to pick it up with your hands and this and that, it becomes like, you know, you really got to get into it. Right. But if it's point and click, you can just like kind of sit here and point and click and just kind of, you know, play the game like this. And yeah. it also helps with nausea cause she created a locomotion that uh, we call it the, um, what did she call it? The, the, there's the classic locomotion, which is where you use the regular two joysticks. And then the comfort, we call it the comfort locomotion. 
I wanted to call it the Roberta locomotion, but <laughs> she said that's a little too egotistical and no, Marcus. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> and the way it works is kind of like your whole arm. So, like, you pull the trigger. It's kind of like a tank control. You pull the trigger to move forward, and then you move your arm left and right, and that's your steering. You still have your snap turns. And uh, that, uh, and then the other button on the side, that side grip button, that one will make you go backwards. So, uh, and it makes it very smooth because we are, we, we optimize so hard. We're running at over 72 frames. So it's like buttery smooth. So there's nice. uh, very little uh, uh, nausea feeling um, when you're, when you're playing the game. And then the other, other hand is used to control the point and click aspect of it and your inventory and things like that. Nice. That sounds really inventive. That's cool. Yeah, no, they they've invented already three different things, right? The one-handed mouse control, the the new locomotion, um, there was something else, but yeah, they're they're like like very inventive people. They are they are not followers. They are one hundred percent leaders. That's yeah, it's really interesting for you know if I'm this is just my point of view, but like you know they've kind of been out of the game, no pun intended. Um, and just coming back in and, you know, we're going to do this because that's what I, what we think is right. And that's what we think will work. And turns out, you know, every time so far from what you said, it's, it's been true. And, it, you know, without even trying it to see what it's like and then saying, you know, maybe this. But they're just like, nope, it's this. And it, and it works out. Like, that's insane. <laughs> well, you got to remember, they weren't like, okay, yeah, they were out of the business for 27 years. But they were at the top. You know, like yeah. they were, there's a picture of there was a picture that I, I just recently saw of like Ken Williams doing shots with Steve Wozniak, you know, like at his house, <laughs> like partying. Yeah. They, they've had like the hung out with Steve Jobs, you know, like sat down and did business deals with Bill Gates. Jeff Bezos, I think, went to Ken to borrow some money to start Amazon. You know, they did business deals with AT&T. They almost were the Internet before the Internet with TSN, the Sierra Network or INN, yeah. they they were so ahead. They were the ones that put the Roland at P32 and the sound cards and everything to push things and the tech forward. He was wearing VR glasses in 96, all right? They are, are so far, but the thing that I believe, and this is the biggest lesson I learned from all of this, is the essence of a video game has not changed. The essence of what makes a game fun or the story or an adventure game has not changed since the 1980s. Or even you can say from 1975. Or you know what's funny? I spoke to Miss Bushnell, who's, uh, whose dad, uh, 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 Norman Bushnell, I guess his name is, started Atari. He was the founder of Atari and she was the tester for the Pong. And she was wow. telling me that, you know, her father would say the same thing that the basics of a game from all the way back then is not really much different. You know, what makes a game fun? So yeah. um, they have that stuff. They have that magic that, you know, I, I, I call, uh, you know, Ken and Roberta like magical, like they're like wizards and warlocks, you know, they, they just know what they're doing when it comes to this stuff. That's really cool. And I'm glad to hear that because, you know, <clears throat> and these days with newer games and systems and, you know, lighting and all that, like, I think the focus falls away from gameplay and what actually is core game play and what makes games work. I think we've gotten away from all that. So I'm glad to like see them come back and be like, hey, 
still this, still how, you know, this is what works and what's important. That's really neat. And going to like, and going to the different shows and seeing the kids' reactions and the players' reactions. Sure, we get a couple of haters or, you know, I wouldn't say haters, but more like critic. The hardest criticism we get is like, oh, those graphics look like a PS2 or it looks like a, a game from 2016 or, you know what I mean? Like, like a little bit of a ding on the graphics, but it's like, hello, you know, we're making it for a Quest 2 is yeah. like you know mobile processor this is the best you know this is the some of the finest graphics you'll see on a quest so um you know i challenge you to do better you know i literally challenged yeah. them because one i was getting nasty messages like one 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 lady was like you are representing kenny roberta williams and how dare you make such terrible graphics <laughs> i'm like oh my god <laughs> what are you talking about first of all it's not just me okay it's like we have yeah. a team of graphic artists here and i'm like if you could do better let me see your portfolio that was literally my response yeah z- z- radio silence after that and and that comes from, you know, that sounds like someone who hasn't been in VR where like, like you mentioned, you know, our, our booth here and stuff, it's low res, low poly. Once you're in here though, it feels like you're in a room and a chair talking, you know, together oh, yeah. and your brain fills in the rest and it's fine. So it's, it's, I found that's people who don't know what VR is or have tried it, or it's like the very far end enthusiast, like. All I can play is Half-Life 2 and nothing else because it ruined it for me. It's like, get out of here. Like, <laughs> but I'll tell you this. I've learned how to make this table much sharper. We're looking higher res looking and fake it. <laughs> yep. We and, can talk offline about it and I'll teach you how to do it. <laughs> oh, so, Cyril from Garage Collective Games. This is from his latest game, Shock Troops. We have kind of butchered this. And he he... When he's not busy, he's like, because we're retooling, like I said, we're actually going to go to plastic and use that. He's like, we're going to take all that, make it look like it should, like the game, and, you know, get your right lighting. So he's going to work his magic and make it look better. We kind of butchered it a little bit. So, <laughs> and it was no, no, don't worry. I'm not, I'm not dizzy. I'm just saying that. I know. Uh, my, my, what the point I'm trying to make is somebody that came from jewelry that never made a game <laughs> in his life is now able to make this like, you know, better for you if you wanted it. Like I know that I know exactly what to do here. And uh, that's, that's the amazing thing about working with Ken and Roberta Williams was they literally threw me in the ocean and said, you better yeah. learn how to swim. And I, you know, here I am. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm so happy it worked out and it worked out the way it did. Cause like you're saying how they're magical, but the, the whole thing seems like it's magic. And it's like an, it's, a, it's an adventure. It's a yeah. magical adventure. <laughs> I feel like I'm literally living out an adventure right now. Um, and it's uh, feeling really good. And, uh, you know, I have a good feeling about this game. And I and, and then the other thing is, like, I feel like this game is not going to be the only one they make. That's really exciting on its own. Pumped. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people um, are. I, I literally get thank you. <laughs> Like I go into meetings and people like literally thank me for helping pulling them out of retirement. I can't believe how many times I've heard that or, or like, you know, when Ken comes into the meeting, like I'll, I'll be in like an executive's office out of a major company uh, in gaming. And they're like, you know, Ken, if it wasn't for you and Sierra, you know, I wouldn't be here today because you were the inspiration of why I wanted to make games. I can't even tell you how many times I've heard that. It was so many times that I've heard that from high level people. 
high level people in the industry, hmm. you know? That's that. I, that's got to be I the coolest one. feeling for someone to hear that. Yeah, I'm, st- <laughs> I'm sorry. I keep saying I want to make, I want to tell one joke because, you know, um, I tell people that there was nothing special about me, really. I said, I, I would just go to these different meetings and use the password. Ken sent me. And it would work every time. It just would work every time. I would end up in the executive's office, you know, working with top people. And it's like, you know, that password, you know, I don't know if you know where it comes from. It's it's a reference to Leisure Sue Larry. And, uh, Mm. you know, in the game, the puzzle was Ken sent me. And you would go and, yeah, yeah, you go into the brothel. But uh, (laughs) it gets me into executive's offices and it works. It's pretty funny. That's awesome. So with Colossal Cave, do you guys have, uh, I, I'm just, I don't think you have a release date or even announced it, but if do you have like a window or like an estimated time? This or, year. Or are you just not this, this year. year? Okay, that's awesome. This year. No, this year. This year. This year. I know it's not that much time left, so <laughs> this year. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. And is it this? Is it? the same for all platforms or is it going to come to certain things and then others or that's not in our control sure okay that's not in our control have to go through certifications uh we've done things like we've pulled in third-party companies to uh check our trcs and you know make sure our we cross our T's and dot our I's, but you know, the way these things work is that the rules are constantly changing. And, you know, even these third-party companies don't know exactly what Sony wants or what Xbox wants or, you know, so generally nobody passes on the first pass. We may be the first that will. So let's see what happens. (laughs) Have you heard any comments from Ken? Um, You know, making games back then versus now like oh yeah any comments from him really uh i mean the technology is um you know like unity is is an amazing engine to work it work in uh but if you really think about it he created the first game engine right Uh, i think it was called sci or agi or um you know when he made mystery house that's why they were able to pump out so many games so fast because he made the tools himself that made yeah. the games. Um, so he was one of the first, if not the first, to create a game toolkit. Um, and Unity is a great representation of what Sierra or AGI or SCI or whatever the, the latest version was, uh, would have became uh, Unreal Engine or, or Unity. And, uh, you know, they, I'm glad I'm making a game now as opposed to back then because I got to tell you honestly, I feel like it's so much easier now to make a game. Um, yeah, it's like Unity makes making video games super easy. I've and that's that. coming I've... from not just from me, that's <laughs> coming from Ken. Ken says the same thing. Um, and then I also say like the basic thing of the game is the same from back then that it is today. The essence of it, he'll say the same thing. You know, he's used the same spreadsheets that he used to use to, you know, lay out the game design. And, you know, a lot of this stuff is the same, but, you know, m- m- mostly what's changed is the tech and the speed of things. And, um, you know, some of the workflows, like, he's like, make me a dwarf. You I need it by tomorrow. And I'm like, Ken, <laughs> you really want me to model a dwarf 
you know, uh, then retopologize it, then texture it, and like all of this stuff, like in a day. You know, like I don't think you realize how long it takes. <laughs> it takes a little longer than that. <laughs> so maybe stuff like that he doesn't really know, but now he knows. Now he knows some, what takes a while. He's up to speed it. now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they learn fast. They learn quick. They really do. That's awesome. Well, I'm I'm so excited. I can't even like, tell you. Like I, and I hope I'm so glad. Like you said, you know, just seeing the young generation take to it. Like that's really inspiring and and heartwarming actually for me because that's the tough crowd. Like you know, with it just proves the point that you know what worked back then is what's important and what works now because it they latched onto it so. As an older gamer, I'll be comfortable with it, and and just being able to, you know, if, I'm going to assume it has like that old Sierra-ish feeling, and and you'll kind of feel at home maybe a little bit if you've played some of those games, and to check that out in VR, like that's that's got me excited. It's a hundred percent a Sierra game. It's awesome. It's it is. I mean, Ken and Roberta <laughs> are Sierra Online. They're the heart and soul of that entire company. And whatever magic, you know, that was created after that with Jane Jensen and with Hal Lowe and they all, they all had to take inspiration from Colossal Cave and from Ken and Roberta Williams and the systems that were in place and the way that they operate and do things. And you may not agree with them at all times and they're not always 100% right, but 99% of the times they're correct and they're on the right track and they lead you to the right path and uh it's 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 uh it's awesome. So yeah, like 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 you were saying, um it's as close to a Sierra game as you're gonna get today. It's as close to a King's Quest. If you wanted a King's Quest nine, this is as close as you're gonna get to it right now. That's awesome. So uh, <laughs> I'm I'm almost speechless between your story and hearing you know you know the background of it. I this this year can't end fast enough to get this. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming soon. That's all I'm going to say. It's coming yeah. soon. Coming soon. But yeah, I feel, I, I really I feel very confident. You coming and sharing like it's you're a great storyteller. You had a great story to tell. Um. And again, you're sitting in a car with a mohawk and a, and a pig nose for some reason. Yep. Like, <laughs> no, because that's the two guys from Andromeda. My, my buddy Cade's right next to me. He was my, oh, I you know, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, the, we're playing these two characters. Like, I'll, I'll tell you real quick what we're doing. So we're, we're, we're the two guys from Andromeda, and we're coming to pitch a new game to Ken Williams. But, you know, we have, you know, they're not here anymore. So we go to all the offices and we're like frustrated that the doors are locked and we're trying to figure out. So we're going from office to office trying to find Ken Williams. And, and people are like looking at us, who the hell are you guys? Why are you wearing these outfits? And we're like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Just don't call the cops. We're innocent. <laughs> One guy's literally like, you're trespassing. <laughs> right, Kate? Isn't that what he He's like, you're trespassing. It was, it was pretty funny. <laughs> That's crazy. So you have a you have a friend in the car with you next to you, just kind of hanging out while you're talking here. <laughs> yep, that's right. That's he's my <laughs> partner in crime today, making this uh, skit. Awesome. 
Well, is there anything we didn't get to that you wanted to talk about before we call it an hour? Uh-huh. Um, I don't want to keep you in your car I- too long. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think I think we're good. I mean, uh, you know, uh, wishlist the game at um, uh, on PlayStation Five, at Xbox, XS, on Switch, at Epic Games, um, or go to our website colossalcave3d.com. Um, we have a backstage pass that you sign up for, and we're putting like a you know exclusive content on there for you to go onto our Discord. Um, you know, uh, Ken and Roberta are very responsive right now. You're on a media tour. They're going to answer questions. They're going to talk to you. If you ever wanted to hear from them and talk with them, this is the chance you, chance you have. I, I didn't even know how how uh, far away they are from the gaming world. Un- you know, like until I met them, like I didn't realize how detached they were from. Like I guess his ignorance is bliss in a way. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I really didn't. So here's your chance. Do it. And we're we're looking forward to you guys playing our game. Yeah. So anyone watching or listening, you know the drill. All those links will be in the show notes on both versions. We'll get them out there so you can get to them easier and jump in, you know, join in the and Discord. Follow me and all on that. Twitter, Doctor Guillotine TV. <laughs> follow me on Twitter. You know, I I definitely respond, and you know, I'll be on different shows. Uh, you know. We're going to be doing the, all the different events. We'll definitely have a launch party. So, you know, just give me a follow. That's awesome. Thanks again, man. It has been a, a joy and a blast to, to talk to you and have you on and hear your story and, and what's going on with the game and that it's coming soon. And I'm pumped. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for watching, listening, and hanging out. Catch you next time. Till then, we've been talking about Colossal Cave. And yeah, wishlist it. Check out the links.